Hi, Purple Charmers. Welcome to another episode of the Purple Charm Experience. I'm your host, Chamara E. Fleming, but you can call me Mai. And I want to thank you for joining me on this episode of the podcast of the Purple Charm Experience. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Greetings, everyone. This is your girl, Mai. And on this episode, I will be getting into um, the fact that October is my birthday month. I will discuss a little bit about breast cancer awareness and some things that I'm doing with Creative Calvary around that. Also, I'll talk about the significance of trademarking because um, some good news that's happened with Creative Calvary around trademarks. And then also, um, I will talk a little bit about um, chapter two from The Violet Rose, give some highlights and my thoughts on the chapter. We will be taking a break from the um, living story of Adonis and Kai, which is summertime loving this week. But I think that everything else that's on the agenda for what I have to cover this week will be well worth uh, the break. So, without further ado, let's jump right in. My quote of the day is, you can't talk about leadership without talking about responsibility and accountability. You can't separate the two. A leader must delegate responsibility and provide the freedom to make decisions and then be held accountable for the results by Buck Rogers. I chose that quote today because with everything that we've been seeing that's going on in politics, um, in the social climate, um, I felt like this quote was very timely, especially with the way Donald Trump is currently um, uh, handling himself and the as a as a as the president, and you know I feel like leaders, great leaders, have no problem with being help being held accountable for the decisions. They have no problem with saying when they've done something or did something wrong. And I think that's the difference between what we currently have as far as our leadership goes in this country versus what we've seen in the past. And, um, you know, I think this also stems across, you know, our professional and personal lives, too, because it's important to be able to fall on your sword, if you will, and, and be held accountable for what your actions are. You know, you must be mindful of how you make people feel, what you're saying, what you're doing, the type of content that you're putting out there, because it makes a difference. People's lives are affected by, in large, by what you say and what you do. And whether it's indirectly or directly, whether it doesn't matter you know, if you are the president of the United States or just someone within your circle, your small circle, and maybe a small circle of people that you're interacting with, but how you handle yourself is important. 
and you affect people whether you want to believe it or not and you must be responsible for what you say and what you do and if you can't do that how can you you know be trusted how can you be um you know how can people you know rely on you if they can't believe in the fact that if you do or say something wrong that you know you can't you you can't be held accountable for that and 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 that that I think that at times if you can't be held accountable that people lose trust in you they lose confidence in you and it's hard to really get people to be loyal to you because you don't have any loyalty or to anyone else you know so I just wanted to bring that up today and just wanted to share that with you I hope that you know um you find some sort of uh um um, connection to it and hopefully if you are struggling with being held accountable or struggling with other people around you uh, taking accountability that you can share this quote with them and hopefully it will bring forth um, you know some change because lord knows right now we need some change when it comes to people you know taking accountability and being held accountable for their words their actions and how they're conducting themselves each and every day so I wish you well, and um, yeah, peace and love. So this month, I wanted to acknowledge that it is, of course, everyone knows, (laughs) October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I'm sure that we all can think of someone, whether it's a family member, a friend, or ourselves, that may have battled with this particular type of cancer. I know for myself, I've had family members, one of which is my aunt, one of my closest aunts, that has uh, that has battled and survived breast cancer, and she's five years clear of breast cancer. So this particular cancer definitely hits home. And with that said, I've donated um, to the Susan G. Coleman organization this year, and I wanted to at least encourage you if you um, are thinking about making a donation, please do so this year. And um, also try to see if your your company will match your donation. That's something that I did. Um, I found out um, as I was uh, making my donation that my company actually does match um, the donation that I made. And so that, you know, with my contribution in addition to my company's contribution, you know, we can make a difference in this space. So I encourage you to do so as well. Um, Also, um, I wanted to also touch on the fact that uh, One Hope Wines, one of the wines that I I, have sipped and I also have spoken about on this this platform, uh, supports breast cancer awareness. Their uh, current, one of their their current bottles that I I love and uh, will be picking up a new bottle soon is the One Hope Venter Collection. California Chardonnay Pink Glitter Edition, which also supports breast cancer awareness, and 10% of each bottle sold will 
go towards clinical trials to uh, fund clinical trials for breast cancer. Um, so I encourage you to, to pick up a bottle if you like to sip. Pick a, please you know feel free to pick up a bottle and sip with a purpose. Um, also good news for this month, uh, Creative Calfaray has uh, my company has also created uh, breast cancer awareness t-shirts and hoodies um, that says kiss my which is M-A-I and not M-Y so M-A-I for motivate, aspire, inspire my pink Um, so kiss my pink uh, t-shirts and hoodies as well as the uh, my pink M-A-I not M-Y but M-A-I my pink is stronger than you think t-shirts um, in honor of breast cancer awareness. And so I just wanted to, you know, let you know that if you support, uh, the cause and purchase a t-shirt, I will donate a a percentage of the, the proceeds to Susan G. Coleman. I will at least vote, uh, uh, I will commit to, um, donating 10%, 10% of each t-shirt or hoodie sold to Susan G. Coleman foundation. And so, um, I encourage you that, you know, if you, to purchase, to, to make a purchase of, of one of those hoodies or t-shirts, they're very cool. I'm, I wear them. They're comfy, very spacious. Um, I will say the t-shirts run a little small, so you might want to go a size up, but the hoodies are very spacious and very comfy and I love mine. So I encourage you to pick up yours today. I'll have a link to either you can get them through my website or you can go through my Etsy store, but I will have a link on the description of this episode, um, so that you can, you know, go to, uh, either my website or my Etsy store to get yours today. Um, and last but not least, what's happening this month of October, it is my birthday month. Um, I will be turning 40 this month. And so I want to do a special, um, post or a special, um, um, uh, episode in the coming weeks that is, that will talk about, you know, what it, you know, what it means for me to be reaching this, this milestone in my life and all the things that I've accomplished to get to here. And I just wanted to share that with you. And also because it's Scorpio season, you know, stingers up. Um, I just wanted to do something fun around that. So stay tuned. I will be um, delving into that and um, maybe get into some of the spicier parts of uh, my books. And um, maybe do something kind of creative around that. So that, um, you know, just celebrate you know, being a Scorpio and being sexy and being, you know, um, you know, free with my sexuality when it comes to me and my husband and talk about some of the things that I enjoy romantically and how that plays into my storyline. So stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, I keep you posted. So I also wanted to briefly discuss um, the importance of trademarking as an author for me. Um, I know that some people may or may not, you know, do this, but I knew as you, 
you know, I've explained before in the previous episodes and earlier episodes, probably the first episode about, you know, my greater mission and my greater goal for Creative Calfaray. And which is to motivate, aspire, inspire, um, not just my readers, but beyond to live their lives with purpose, full of passion and intention. And so with that, you know, with me saying that I wanted to make sure that everything that I do, I own. And it's important for me to be able to own my company name and every aspect of my company, the branding and all of that. And so um, it was important early on to make sure that these things were things that I trademarked at some point. And so um, I will tell you, if you're thinking about trademarking, is worth it because you never know whether or not whatever your intellectual property is will come into play. And if someone, you know, if whatever you're doing will blow up and become uh, profitable and then other people may try to steal your your work. And at least I will be covered when it, if, if such a time comes and um, I know I did the groundwork to make sure that my work is my work and my branding and everything that I've created is mine and no one can take it from me. So that was the whole premise for me to go a step further, not only create the business and treat my, my writing and everything that I do around my writing and merchandising and all this stuff as a business, but to also trademark it so that everything that belongs to me will come to me. So I'll just give you some, a little bit of, uh, background on how long it took. It took about, um, five months from start to finish to get, you know, the, the, the major portions of my, my company, uh, trademark, which was my name, the creative Calfrey name, and then my logo, as well as the, my brand trademarked. And so, um, if you're thinking about doing it, I do recommend um, reaching out to a trademark attorney, which is something that I did early on and um, establishing a relationship with uh, an attorney that was able to give me some good advice on the things um, that was able to look at everything that I've done as far as my website, the my writing, uh, my blog, all the things that I'm doing and make an assessment of the, the types of uh, of what I needed to trademark. And so she was able to advise me on the actual areas that I needed to trademark. And, um, I, with that advice, I've taken it and went ahead and, and did so. And so, um, this is, this the first phase of it. There's more to come that I will be trademarking, but I just wanted to share that this is a wonderful milestone as a entrepreneur, a business owner, entrepreneur, um, this is not small, a small feat to, to, to trademark your stuff. And so 
Um, I just wanted to take a moment and, and relish in the fact that I have accomplished this because there's a lot that I've done in two years and not many folks are capable of doing it and, and, and staying with it and putting the funding behind it and making moves without going broke. And that is something that I've been able to thank God, be able to do. Thank God. Thank you, God. <laughs> I will say is be able to make the moves and make solid sound moves without going broke because I've I've actually connected with people that have given me great advice and also looked at the 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 um, actions of others who are doing it and doing it successfully so um, I just want to leave that with you and at least you know share that with you and those of you who are, are rallying behind me and supporting me and cheering me on thank you I appreciate it because, um, yeah, this is, this is wonderful. It's a great feeling to have created something and know it's all my own. And hopefully one day it will, you know, really, really take off and, and, and take on a life of its own. And I'll be able to remember back when these little mo these little moments took me to the much bigger moments. And it's not that I'm looking for big moments. I'm enjoying just the journey. And if no one knows about Creative Calvary or my brand but me, at least I know that I've lived up to the thing that was in me that was my passion and that I wanted to do all of my life, you know, and that I went after it with, with conviction, with zeal, with, you know, with everything in me to make sure that it came to fruition. And I had the faith behind it. I, you know, prayed about it. And these things started to come together. And whether or not, like I said, whether or not I have one or two people that are, you know, that know who I am or believe in my work, that's enough because that's better than, you know, not knowing if any of this has made a difference or if I made an impact because that is my whole purpose is to make an impact. And I love to write. I love romance. I love, you know, being in love and sharing love. And so, you know, this is something that is I'm true to. And I would do it if I didn't make a dollar from it. So it's not about the money. Because if it's something that you truly care about, you'll do it regardless. And this is something that I truly care about. So I'm doing it regardless. And so I just wanted to say that. And, um yeah good times good stuff just uh to to be in this moment so yeah just wanted to share that my sip of the week comes to you from one hope uh wines is one of the newer wines that i've been drinking that started over the summer and um, I did mention a couple episodes ago that I have uh, ventured into becoming a cause entrepreneur with them. And um, but with that said, I just want to share with you this particular wine in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, because the One Hope Venter Collection California Chardonnay Pink Glitter Edition bottle of wine supports breast cancer awareness. And with that um, said, so what happens when you support um, One Hope Wines by purchasing this particular bottle of wine 
10% of each bottle sold will help fund clinical trials to end breast cancer. So it's for a great cause and um, one in which I really think is a, uh, a great reason to sit with a purpose. And so um, if you're interested in purchasing uh, this particular wine in support of breast cancer awareness, I will have the link in the description for this episode and feel free to check out the wine selection that they have and the different collections that they have with one hope wines because every particular wine that you buy from this particular um uh organization or wine company will be donated the percentage of the the proceeds from that that bottle of wine would be donated to a particular cause so it's worth checking it out and at least taking a closer look to see which different types of causes you may be interested in and what types of wine that uh, you enjoy drinking will support a particular type of cause that um, is in your interest, of your your interest. And so um, with that said, I hope that you will sit with a purpose with me. So pick up the One Hope Venter Collection California Chardonnay Pink Glitter Edition Wine and support breast cancer awareness. Chapter 2 As he pulled away from the curb, Nate wondered why she looked at him like that. Not that it mattered. He was used to it, as he got that look quite often. Oh well, I'm glad that was my last fear for the night, he thought. He thought it was funny that he did things like drive for Uber just for the hell of it, just to see what it was like. He was quite curious and liked to get the vibe of the people. (laughs) Little mama was kind of cute too, Nate thought. It was kind of like people watching. People never really knew how ridiculous they looked and sounded. Sometimes Nate felt like he was in an episode of Tats and Cab Confessions. Nate really didn't didn't need to do it. Money was not an issue. But it was time to finally call it a night. Nate wasn't tired, but he had some music he wanted to work on tonight. He'd been in the studio all day working on a track for his new album. And although the album was coming together, he felt like something was still missing. He needed time to ponder. Nate pulled up to his place, parked on the street, and opened the car door. The apartment lights were on. If I go in there now, there will be trouble. Why is she still here, though? Nate groaned. She told him that she was leaving and would be gone before he returned. Damn it! I don't want to fight tonight. When they had argued last night, she said Nate wasn't the man for her. She told him that she couldn't compete with his love for music. Nate was a lover above all else. He'd never been a man to fight, to start a fight. And he never wanted anything to turn violent. He'd much rather avoid that confrontation. However, had had she been right, Nate could never love her the way he loved his music, and especially his guitar. It would take a special woman to become and equal to that. She would need to have her own passion to be able to understand this was something you couldn't just turn off. 
Instead of going inside, Nate got back in his car and drove off. He headed over to Barlow's, his favorite bar. It was pretty, it was in a pretty discreet area of South Boston on the side street behind Gillette World, Gillette's World Shaving Headquarters. When he went inside the bar, he noticed Dorothy was working tonight. Nate had become a regular and Dorothy shot him a smile. She was cool and he sat, he saw her tip cup at the end of the bar was full. Nate sat at one end of the booths and watched the Minnesota Timberwolves play against Boston against the Boston Celtics on the television. Do you want to order something, Dorothy asked? I'm not hungry. Can I have a cup of lemon and ginger with honey and a fruit cocktail? The tea would soothe his throat before singing. And Dorothy returned with his order. What's the matter, kid? She always called him that. Nothing. I just don't want to fight with my girl tonight. Well, free, feel free to stay for a spell and take your mind off of her. We'll be shutting down in a little bit. Okay, thanks. Nate felt his pocket vibrating. He pulled it out, pulled out his cell phone. It was his dad, and he hit ignore. He'd been trying to get Nate to accept the con- to accept a contract with his record company for his new album. Nate was against it because he wanted to do his own thing. He wanted to do this on his own. Nate had been made, excuse me. Nate had made the decision that he was going to be, that he was going the independent route. He had had a few record deals in the past and they didn't work out. For one, Nate needed to be in control of his creations. Nate and his father butted heads a lot, and he wasn't in the mood to have a debate with him or hear a lecture from him tonight. Nate finished his tea and fruit cocktail, placed a $10 bill on the table, grabbed his keys from the top tabletop, and left the building. He got into his car and sat there for a few minutes. What am I going to do about that? do with Valentina? He asked himself, I have to end this. We cannot continue to go on like this. We do not love each other anymore. And Nate rubbed the back of his head neck. I care about her, but I don't love her anymore. I have to tell her the truth. I have to tell her that it's over. Nate started his car and headed home. When he arrived, he parked the car close to the curb, took a deep breath and shut the engine off and got out of the car. The chill of the wind brushing against his gorgeous face reminded him of the inevitable. He entered the apartment building and opted for the stairs instead of the elevator tonight. He was in no hurry to do what had needed to be done for months. He opened the door to his apartment. The view that the that greeted him was inviting and looked like a scene from the Arabian Nights of a, or Aladdin. It was sensual, romantic, and aromatic. There were candles everywhere as he loved to write and play his instruments with them burning like the midnight oil. A bundle of neatly stacked notebooks with post-it notes attached to attached sat on the desk in the corner near the window. 
His beautiful prized possession, an electric blue Fender Stratocaster guitar, was next to the desk. Large pillows and the bright bold hues were on the floor, and colorful silk scarves draped from the ceiling. He was no stranger to setting a romantic mood, but this was not the time for romance. He took his leather coat off, hung it in the door, hung it in the door in the closet, excuse me, and dropped his keys on the coffee table. The faintest aroma of incense and candles filled the air. It was it brought back a stream of memories of good times, now a distant memory and love uninhibited. Valentina had fallen asleep on the couch. Her things were neatly stacked and packed against the wall next to the door. She had been waiting for him to return. She sat up and wiped her eyes. Nate, you're finally home. He sat next to her. Yeah, we need to talk. An awkward feeling was in the air. They'd been trying to avoid one another for the longest time, but now they needed to face one another. The weight of their love gone awry was much too was too much to cut off and the tension in the air couldn't be ignored they turned to each other valentina he valentina said i can't do this anymore and at the same time nate said we can't keep going on like this that was an excerpt from chapter two of the violet rose this chapter was a fun one for me to write I feel like you know I wanted to focus on the fact that this man that we finally are you you know we met him we see him in at the end of chapter one when he's driving Violet home but now we get to see you know his life and what he's going through and is the great I feel like it's a pretty cute well, not cute, but pretty um, um, interesting way to introduce him as a character because I wanted you to to re- to see the uh, the tension that both of these two characters are having that they are both dealing with someone in their lives that they care about, but they um, have fallen out of love with. Essentially, both of them have fallen out of love with the people that they are with and so I thought it was really interesting to be able to bring him into the story this way and um there's some things that I kind of want to bring out or at least point out is that um such as um the bar that was his favorite bar to go to Barlow's um is an actual bar in bar and in Boston and it is located behind Gillette's World Shaving Headquarters it's a place that my husband and I would go to after work after he would get off of work because my husband worked for uh, Gillette World Shaving Headquarters um, for fit, um, in Boston. We He lived there for 15 years um, before we moved um, from there to the uh, DMV area. And so, um, yeah, it's a place that we would go to. They had great um great appetizers great drinks um great bartenders there there's a lot of places that we would frequent after work um that are some really cool spots in boston such as uh steffi's 
um, of Newberry Street and Steffi's on Tremar. And we used to go to Steffi's at Broadway Station um, a lot after work. Um, before um, uh, that particular area of Boston started to, to change, the neighborhood started to change. There was a really cool restaurant um, or bar that we used to frequent called the Six House. And, um, yeah, we just had some really great times at Barlow's. And so I thought it'd be cool to make his favorite bar, um, one of the bars that we used to go to a lot when I lived in Boston. Also, I believe Prince's, um, Prince was a fan of the Minnesota Timberwolves, um, basketball team. And so I thought it'd be cool to write that he was going, that Nate was going to, uh, watch a game, uh, watch that particular game between them and the Boston Celtics in this particular, the beginning of the scene. And also, this is another nod to the Sign of the Times album where uh, the waitress in the bar, uh, Barlow's, where um, Nate loved the frequent, her name is Dorothy. And um, I kind of based her on the uh, Dorothy from the Ballad of Dorothy uh, Parker. So um, if you notice, he had a, a, um, a fruit cocktail in this scene. And um, and so I thought I just try to play off the lyrics from that that particular song in this particular part of the, the, the story of this chapter. So if you I hope you caught it. Um, because it was pretty cool, but pretty fun to write. Um, also this is, um, we actually find out the name of his girlfriend and her name is Valentina and Valentina's name is based off a song from the MPLS sound album. And, um, there's a song called Valentina and it's probably one of my favorite songs. Um, and so, yeah, I, try to play off of that um they there are um the way I describe how his apartment looks there is a photo that I found after I had wrote this part of the book that showed a picture of one of the rooms in Prince's house and I couldn't believe that um, I had wrote about something that was just, I just, I, I just envisioned that he would have a room that looked like this. And then to see something that model exactly what I wrote about after I had wrote it was kind of creepy. It was not creepy, but kind of, it was kind of crazy coincidental, which I had a lot of those moments as I wrote this story. And so, um, but yeah, this is the beginning of them um, going through their uh, process of a breakup. And um, it's just, I, I feel like um, you start to, you know, you start to develop. For me, I started to develop attachments to these characters and attachments to how they were feeling. And um, I just felt like, um, you know, no one likes to go through a breakup and it was, it seemed like it was difficult for these two because yeah, they actually cared about one another. And now to, to know as a woman that you can't live up to the passion of your, you know, the, your, your, your boyfriend's 
passion to be of being becoming a musician or being a musician that you can't there's no way that you can match that love that he has for that is is you know it was kind of difficult for her and so I wanted you to empathize or at least connect with what she was feeling um but then things changed later on so yeah I hope you enjoyed that part of the story because it was fun to write Hey guys, I just want to say thank you for joining me on this episode of the Purple Charm Experience. If you enjoyed this podcast, please continue to support by subscribing and also join me each and every time I post a new episode. Not to mention to share it with your friends and family because they also need to enjoy this experience too. So with that being said, I just want to say thank you again and I'll see you next time on the Purple Charm Experience. 